Mean Gene, the steel cage is the most brutal arena of human competition. It is the last resort, man. Well, how about that, as Mel Allen might say? We made it to the second episode of Steel Cage Carnage here on FanboyNation.com. Joshua Waldrop right here and... Fran Mooney, kind of in the control center, but deciding to come out once in a while and do the show. We should move the show back to the control center. If you have your own friggin' control center, why do we keep hassling with doing it in my cramped living room every week? Because we're an indie um, indie um, show and we do it backwards. Oh, that sounds about like indie mentality. That's yeah, right. Pretty much does. So that opening music you heard, we're toying with things a little bit. Took a week off, a little technical difficulty as we're still trying to get the kinks worked out. You heard a band from the Midwest, and I should know where they're from. I think it's Indiana. I'll have to double check. I'll get it right next week. Called the Razor Ramones. <laughs> That's just one of the best names I've heard. It is. It's Razor Ramon, uh, the bad guy, and Scott Hall. Very unique names. That, that's really the names of the guys. Yeah. That's, we need to get them out here. <laughs> yeah, I know. And they do uh, Ramones-influenced punk, uh, all of their music themed uh, having to do with professional wrestling. So that, what you heard at the beginning was, I am not a nugget in honor <laughs> of the great King of Hearts, Owen Hart. Rest in peace. Yes. 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 So since we took yes. a week off. Yes. Sorry. Oh, why? Because we said India earlier, so I had to be a mark. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, and use somebody else's gimmick. Well, marks just aren't for indies. I mean, most of the marks don't even know about the indies. That's very true. <laughs> yeah. It's all John Cena's fault. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, do you want to just jump in? Yeah, I suppose we should. Jump I mean, uh, it's been two weeks since we did this last time, so we missed a little bit of action. Not a whole lot. It was mostly TNA stuff, so it wasn't anything anybody <laughs> was worried about. But uh, oh, that, is, that is shoot. On the heels <laughs> of the latest WWE pay-per-view offering, Money in the Bank, and what was fun about this pay-per-view is that it was one of the rare instances where because of how they book nowadays, you really didn't know going into it who was going to win. There was one guy that nobody wanted to win, seemingly. (laughs) One guy that the internet was going to lose their stuff over if he won. And guess who won your brand new World Heavyweight Champion? The man, John Cena. Yeah, I don't know. Not out of nowhere, but it kind of went back to what we talked about, maybe when Orton would win, but would people think same old S? They were, I'm sorry, they didn't start chanting same old S. Well, it's kind of stupid. They probably didn't chant same old S because, despite the fact that he gets that you know boo yay you know reaction, polarizing. He's not polarizing. People love John Cena. It's just that there are some people who are outwardly love John Cena, and then the people who love John Cena, but think it's cool to pretend they don't love John Cena. Like hip, So the, there's hipsters in wrestling. Yeah, absolutely. So ironically, they hate him. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, you had a, little, had a little more insight into this show. You watched, got, you got to actually got to catch more of it than I did. Um, but let's just jump into it. We'll go on it really quick, see what you sure, guys thought. Yeah. I'll throw in my thoughts at the end and in there. Highlights for me. Let me just say, everybody is talking about the Money in the Bank ladder matches, both for the World Heavyweight title and for the Money in the con- Bank contract for a shot at the World Heavyweight title won by Seth Rollins. First of all, kudos to how they booked that first Money in the Bank match because they legit had you believe in Dean Ambrose had a chance to win that match. And the way they set that up I mean, is going to carry this Ambrose-Rollins 
feud all the way potentially to WrestleMania. You mean Kofi? You, 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 Kofi wasn't gonna, gonna have a chance. Yeah, I read somebody on Facebook earlier who was like, "I really was hoping Kofi would they'd give Kofi a chance." I'm like, because after twelve years, however long he's been there, they're gonna <laughs> decide now is the time. It's the Kofi no, era. No, no, when his chance, his time is during the Royal Rumble for that two <laughs> minutes where he doesn't get eliminated for that. Where he does some ridiculous thing where he just, I don't know, what he does, stands on his hands or his his dreadlocks, I don't know. But aside from those two matches, which everyone was, was obviously looking forward to, the standouts to me, that tag team match, I was really hoping that the Wyatt boys would end up winning the tag team titles. Of course, the Usos ended up retaining. If you watched Raw, you know that. But what a fantastic tag team matchup between those two. I've always been, you probably uh, know, well, I don't, you don't probably know, you do know. That's an edit point. Uh, you know that I've always been on the fence about the Usos. Man, were they fun to watch on Sunday night. That, and holy crap, what got into Naomi? Naomi, well, I guess an Uso got into Naomi. <laughs> but so maybe there's a correlation here between these two things. Naomi shined like a top at this pay-per-view. Now, granted, she was in the ring with Paige. I'm glad you didn't say diamond, because diamonds don't shine. No. They absorb... Light I don't know the tops necessarily shine either, so that shine, might be just an old... Like a shiny top. Though. Yes, a shiny... Yeah. She shined like a shiny top. There you go. Yeah. That, that makes more sense, though. Exactly. The psychology of the... She shined yeah. like the back of a beetle. And... What? Yeah, I don't know. Um, Ringo? But she was fantastic in this match. What a, what a great outing and a, a, a match that should have really made her as far as uh, being like a top contender in the Divas division. Not only is she pleasant to look at, and does she just seem like she's got her S together, but she had a fantastic match with Paige. Yeah, and the thing with Paige is, like, if you've seen Raw, we'll get to her, we'll, we'll jump into Raw next, but, um, like, jump into Paige, but that's a different story. <laughs> um, but with Paige now, it's just been like, she was such, she, they made her just like, it seems like she's uncomfortable being a face. Well, here's what happened. Um, she had a tremendous match. She did the respect thing with uh, Naomi. They do had her to, knuckles, or do they just had to? Yeah, respect knuckles. <laughs> she had a tremendous match at the pay per view. Then all of a sudden, comes out Monday after being booked for months as as a panty waist, milk toast, kind of afraid of her own shadow. Don't know if I belong here. And like she finally starts to show some aggression over the last couple weeks, and then she beats Naomi in a fantastic match. Monday Night Raw, they bring her out to you know presumably bring back AJ Lee, who has returned to the company on Monday Night Raw. And now all of a sudden they have her trying to be a heel. She's talking about how she deserves to be here and belongs here. And then like AJ comes out and challenges her to a match and she says, I'm not going to make the same mistake you made. And then AJ's like, huh? And then Paige goes, all right. <laughs> like, okay. what, sense, what sense does that make? Because of the way, the suddenness of it, and because of the way it was brought about, I'm really hoping that those internet rumors that were going around aren't true about Kevin Dunn uh, being in Vince's ear, not being big on any of the guys that they brought up from NXT they or Girl, uh, <laughs> and that that what happened with AJ on Raw was just a fun way to bring her back and revisit that because AJ and, and Paige is the match everyone wants to see, and not them snuffing out Paige, who will end up becoming a mid card jobber and then eventually being becoming sent back down or released, Exxon or whatever. Yeah. Which I hope not, because if they if you've seen Paige on NXT, she can work. She can wrestle. If you've seen her on Raw, you know she can work. I mean, she's she does stuff that submission hold she does on Raw, and then um, Back to, never mind. I think she does uh, debuted another move either last week on Raw. The Paige, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. What are they called on here? That's the 
Rampage. Oh, is that what they call it? That's a good name for it. Yeah, Cradle Because the, the great creative name they came up with for her submission hole was the tap page out. tap out. Oh, okay. Hey, boy, hey, hey Randy, uh, what do you want to call your new finisher? It's kind of a variation of the diamond cutter. Oh, I don't know. That That's it, Randy? You don't want to help us at all? Help us name your, your gimmick? Um, How about the Randy move? Uh, the Randy move sucks. That's not going to work. <laughs> Think of something. What about my initials, RKO? Jesus, that's the best you got for us, Randy? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, No, I've got another, another thing for you. Just ask me in ten years. Time elapses. All right, Randy, what was that other thing you had for us? I'm going to name this new girl's move, the page <laughs> tap out. Maybe the guys who wrote the WCW songs are now making move names. <laughs> yeah, right? What do you do? Well, I'm not... Well, I, I'm... Make them tap out. My name's Paige. She's the chick called Paige. She makes them tap, puts them in submission holds, and she wrestles. <laughs> and she's British. And her name is Paige. Doesn't sound... No. Anyway. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that just brought the... Ra- oh, yeah, we do. Like I said, you're, you had your warning episode one. We jump off the rails. Yeah. You tuned back in on your own accord, so that's your bad. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, speaking of your bad uh, for tuning in, if you continue to tune in, um, it's going to be your bad continually and even more so because the brain trusts of this wild and woolly uh, wrestling podcast program, namely myself and Fran Mooney, uh, are putting our heads together on some potential segments to turn this into a little bit more of a showy show instead of us just sitting here rambling for an hour or better. And we have something special cooking up for you guys that will pay homage if you will, to all of you great internet wrestling fans out there. Stay tuned. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be good. I, I want to know what this is. <laughs> so yeah, anyway, welcome back, AJ Lee. She looks fantastic. Um, she looks really, really good for a pregnant chick. I mean, yeah, what happened she doesn't even put on any weight. Maybe she, maybe, she worked a, maybe she had a job at Hobby Lobby and they just said, they said <laughs> oh, guess what? And I'm like, okay, fine. Her, her abs are fantastic for a chick who's supposedly pregnant with CM Punk's baby. Maybe the baby walked out. <laughs> oh, maybe so. Yeah, maybe the uh, maybe the fetus quit on her. Yeah, allegedly. It retired. Did we basically just roundaboutly suggest that AJ had a miscarriage with CM Punk's kid? No, we're just saying the baby walked out and quit. Oh, okay. Now, miscarriage had to be the body doing it itself. This is the baby doing it. Oh, that's right. It's The baby's rejecting the host. Yeah. Miscarriage. Why would you reject being the kid of CM Punk and AJ Lee? Um, I don't know. Indie? Is it an indie worker? I guess. <laughs> I don't weird. even know what that means. I don't know but... either. Because I said something about indie earlier and doing things backwards. Um. So anyway, let's just go back to Money in the Bank. Yeah, okay. So we had, oh, Adam Rose against the guy who shit in somebody's cereal. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, it's kind of true. We, we don't know what happened with Damian Sandow. Now he's Paul Revere. No, now he's Vince McMandow. That was, that's Monday, but this, we're talking oh, about yeah, yeah, Adam yeah. Rose. That's right. So I think that his new gimmick should be, after Vince McMandow, that he should just um, always come out as a different celebrity whose name can work into his name. Kind of like how mine seems to work in everything. You seem to work in everything? Yeah, yeah. Like Frandau? Yeah, exactly. Damien <laughs> Frandau. <laughs> he's going to come out as you next week now. Oh, God. Yeah, he's going to come out and he's going to be like, Hello, everybody. Racist, racist, awkward comment. Uh, Massacre, one, two, twins. Th- Massacre Twins. I work at Disneyland and then he's going to get beat. 
<laughs> in that order, huh? Pretty much, yeah. How do I work at... Oh, yeah. Uh, I didn't want to hint to that, but okay. No, now, giant now with... big rat mouse with the, who can buy and sell yeah, all of us? Yeah, that's true. I, I like doing the hints, but then, I mean... What a hint? So you, you just brag about the fact that you work hints. at Disneyland. That's not hints. Then all of a sudden you're going to have... They're like, hey, yeah, yeah, I know you're on... I listen to the show. Uh, can you sign me in? <laughs> well, now that you've told them that, maybe. You might want to consider the edit. Yeah, I will. Somewhere <laughs> Reddit. You know, maybe our... our uh... We have the the mice on the wheels uh, edit that for us. Mice on the wheels. <laughs> that that whispered Jesus Christ you heard from the kitchen was our producer and engineer on the show. Also the uh, lead artist of the Massacre Twins, Rachel Putnam. Well, I also you know the mouse in the wheel. No, I didn't mean her. I meant the person. <laughs> but we're doing it before. That never mind. Well, before that was just like a. Just a, a one-time thing. Favor that somebody did for uh, yeah. the EIC here at FanboyNation.com. EIC. Yeah, uh, Robert Samo, RC Samo. Um, radio controlled Samo. Yeah, he he's a, a radio controlled Samo, but he only goes left, right, forward, and back. He kind of sucks. <laughs> Just kidding, Rob Samo, who we have this great podcast because of your great work at Fanboy Nation. All of a sudden, we're gonna hear like stuff convert into I am gay. Clearly, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna make our own YouTube poop of this. <clears throat> Um, so anyway, back to Money in the Bank. Yes, Money in the Bank. Um, well, we talked about the main, we talked about Seth Rollins. We don't really need to talk about his match any more than that, because there was no real big spectacular bumps or anything. Gold Dust and Stardust. Stardust is continuing to be awesome. We can, we have to decide, though, whether we're going to talk about Gold Dust and Stardust from the pay-per-view, Money in the Bank, or from Monday Night Raw, because they essentially had the exact same match with Ryback. And what the hell is with uh, Hennig, uh, whatever you call him now. Curtis Axel's freaking gear, man. That just looks weird. Well, it went back to being tights on Raw. Oh, it did? Oh, yeah. yeah. It did. He busted out the singlet, uh, a la his dad, and then with looked... the axe, a la his granddad. And, and it smash? Looked, and it looked weird. He looked like, uh, I don't know, he looked like, uh, uh, what's his name? The guy that used to tag with Sheldon Benjamin. I can't oh, believe I don't remember his Charlie name. Charlie Haas? Charlie Haas. It looked like Charlie Haas. <laughs> hey, you didn't hurt Lillian Garcia. Oh, no! Oh, this is where we drop a soundbite in of her breaking her ankle on Ow! Monday Night Raw on television. <laughs> oh, oh, here we go. You're one of our favorites, Rusev and Big E. Oh, man. You know what, though? I have to tell you, if there was a sleeper match uh, other than the Divas match, because no offense to any friends I had in the independent wrestling scene who are women, but Divas matches generally suck. Let's just be honest. Unless they, unless they involve like Paige or AJ or well, something like that. But. There's, yeah, but there's not a lot of Pages actually, or one, AJs. Yeah, the ones who actually want to wrestle and work. Well, ones that aren't models who don't ha- know how to wrestle and are, you know, just out there because they Thanks, have fake bolt-ons. Thanks, Laurenitis. But, uh, but this match was awesome, the Divas match. The Rusev match with Big E, holy crap. I thought that match was going to stink. Like, I was certain... Biggie's style, Rusev's style, was just going to lead to a big, meaty, sweaty, smelly, Meticulous, disgusting <laughs> cluster F. And a methodical it, match. It turned out to be a pretty solid match. It reminded me, uh, Rusev, I think you might have made this correlation before, Rusev kind of reminded me of a uh, late 80s Hercules. Hercules was a big, jacked-up dude, but he could still move around the ring fairly well. Rusev moves pretty well for a guy his size, so does Big E. Big E's... Big and strong and quick as a cat. You'd think his name was Stink. <laughs> does he do this and do that? Yeah, he does this and that. And he, he's black. Yeah. He does this and he's that and he's black and he's the man called Stink. <laughs> he's the man called E! <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. The thing, like, but all of a sudden he became a southern preacher. Yeah. 
I'm gonna cut off a mountain top up, and I'm gonna defend our country. Well, the thing is, like, if you watched NXT and when they had like, the, or if you just watched the This Is NXT special, we showed like, like a recap of him and um, Bo Dallas's feud. The guy can talk. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Yeah, there was no need to turn him into Jim Crow. There was, that was just <laughs> unnecessary. <Crow. laughs> oh god, unnecessary. He didn't need to be a uh, 1940s black Southern. You know, singing Let the Circle Be Unbroken, raw for this country. Like, just have him talk normal. You don't have to shower him the stars and stripes. Talk about a guy who looked like Charlie Haas. <laughs> if they had put Curtis Axel together with uh, Big E, they could have been the world's greatest tag team. <laughs> ready for his cabinet. Uh, it's I like sh- they busted out all the old Kurt Angle singlets that he left <laughs> behind. It's just like, here, Big E, where Throw E on top of that. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty soon he's going to come out and do that Special Olympics kid dust clap to do the little spin. Yeah. Um, I got to say this, though. With the way Rusev looks with his gear, he looks like one of those old men with like that weird baby fetish where they just like dress acting like babies and like dressing up. <laughs> like he's going to come out next week and Lana's going to give him a baba and yeah. like burp him <laughs> on her back. He's going to be like, she's going to. She's gonna grab him and pick him up and like put him over her shoulder. You're gonna hear the bang. You're gonna see the Russian flag <laughs> drop behind them, and she's gonna have her iron-clad, like steely-eyed look into the camera as she pats Rusev and he spits up down her back. <laughs> Rusev, wee wee. Rusev, crush. Yeah, exactly. Wee wee. Uh oh. Rusev. Uh oh. Actually, that's what we say when he comes out. Uh oh. Rusev squish. <laughs> but yeah, so it was a good match with him and Biggie Langston. <laughs> good match on uh, Money yeah. in the Bank pay per view. <laughs> okay. We just got. We just got. That was just. Not as right? in my head. It's just disturbing. <laughs> Rusev, Rusev want nap now. <laughs> okay. He's got a bonnet on. <laughs> He's like the Gerber baby, probably. Yeah. All right. We Better also... than the Coppertone baby. He's just like <laughs> oh, crawling behind Lana, pulling her pants down <laughs> with his mouth. <laughs> well, they are, they are together. Who knows what they do in bed? Yeah. Oh, God. Did, we got to put a TV-14 before this one or what? No, we haven't said anything salacious. Now, if you were to go and use your meme skills and make Photoshop <laughs> images of these things, or if one of our listeners were to do that, that would be fantastic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're on it, Mr. Coates. Um, anyway. <laughs> Mr. Coates. Uh, so we had, what else? Oh, yeah, like you said, um, oh, Leyland Summer, okay, anyway. Um, so Money in the Bank main event. Yeah, that whole business with Fandango and Summer Rae. Let me tell you what a waste of time this was. So. We'd rather talk about Rusev as a baby? Fandango's music hits, <laughs> and he comes out, and he's got his little, like, striped <laughs> sequins on. And then they cut away, they're like, I think it was the sp- I want to say it was the Special Olympics thing. I don't. It was, it was Special Olympics or the Mountain Dew commercial? Yeah, I think it was the Special Olympics thing. They cut away. It's like this five-minute package <laughs> of like all this stuff to the point to where you forgot that there was a match starting, and then they come back to it. Like there was a it, Fandango's song was at a point where Rachel and I were like, I've never heard this part of the song before. <laughs> like this has gone on for so long now. What are they doing to the live audience? But yeah, that was, that was just horrible. Uh, yeah. Layla ended up winning very cleanly, which kind of surprised me. Uh, and Summer Rae just cried her eyes out in the middle of the ring. And then that was it. Yeah. And uh, I felt really bad for Fandango because sure, he's pulling a paycheck, but man, 
He's two years removed from going over on Chris Jericho in his debut match at WrestleMania. Now he's refereeing a match between two chicks nobody cares about. What happened to The Miz? He was headlining WrestleMania. Yeah. Well, actually, he's doing movies and stuff, but uh, anyway, so Money in the Bank. Oh, didn't we the, talk about the main, that already? The main, well, yeah, I guess you can say the main, well, pretty much Cena went over. I mean, did anybody else, do you think, I mean, yeah, Cena went over, but did anybody else, did, do you think Reigns or anyone else got a little bit of a shine to show, like, that they're a legit contender, like, let's say Cesaro or... Well, they surely positioned Reigns several times throughout the match as if he was going to win it. So they've clearly made Reigns a contender. Um, that next big, kind of next big thing, I guess, but that's the guy who's... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, Reigns getting chokeslammed off the ladder by Kane, I found to be just rather predictable. And then John Cena coming in to get Kane as he's helping Randy Orton win. Kind of out of nowhere, but very much in sync with how they've always booked John Cena, so I didn't really have a problem with it. I can see where people might be disappointed. I was excited at the prospect of maybe a Rusev, or not a Rusev, what am I saying? (laughs) What am I saying? I thought you were the one drinking. Uh, I don't drink. We're talking about yeah, right, Mean Gene. Uh, Holy balls! <laughs> there was um, I was excited about the prospect of either Cesaro or Reigns possibly coming with it, or Bray Wyatt. I was really kind of part of me hoped that on Monday when we sat down to watch Raw, the Wyatts would have all the gold, or as it were, the gold and the gold and the two giant pennies. <laughs> so, uh, but none of that happened, and you know. But I'm very fine with Cena winning that uh, championship, because what else are they going to do? What else are they going to do? Punk walked away. Daniel Bryan got hurt. Even Bad News Barrett, unfortunately, unable to compete in the Money in the Bank ladder match because he got hurt. Yeah. Uh, They're dropping like flies right now. Too soon to put it on Roman Reigns or or Cesaro. He's not built up enough, I'm sorry. Right. Cesaro, but yeah, he doesn't have... He's not hyped up. He's too busy being the second fiddle to uh, Brock Lesnar. They could put it on a, a heel, which would be interesting because I'm always a fan of heel uh, champions and baby faces chasing. But Rollins. with Cena winning, that that segment the next night on Raw with Cena facing off against uh, the Authority was fantastic. It kind of almost took you back to Austin McMahon era, even though it was sort of weird that every time John Cena is in Massachusetts, he suddenly gets more Boston. Yeah. And I thought it was kind of funny that Triple H called him out on that. But it was also cool to see a harder edge to John Cena. And if that, we're going to get to see that because of a main event push against the authority uh, with a guy who has gone on record as saying he will give a shot to Daniel Bryan when he's able to come back, then I think it's a good patch. I think it's a good holdover. Yeah, and... Question right now, you have from the authority, you have you have Seth Pliskin over there with the... Uh, Seth money, Pliskin, yeah. Yeah, money was I patch away from Seth Pliskin. Snake Pliskin, sorry. But uh, but yeah, so we're, let's move into Raw then, since we brought it up. Um, so we have Seth Rollins, RVD, that's... It Next. is what it was. Yeah, just, sorry. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to go match by match, because that match was just like it was a week ago. Just... <laughs> So we had Kingston against Cesaro, where Cesaro just decides to go berserk. Well, I don't know if he decided to go berserk or if he decided to go berserk after Kofi almost took his eyeball out like he's Haku. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Actually, man, Haku would have taken it out and then ate it. Kofi Kingston for being a big, smiley, concave-chested jumpy jump. Concave-chested. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Tony Hawk is saying, hey, can I do tricks on your chest? I mean, one week he kicks 
Jack Swagger's nose into the back of his head. The next week, he tries to gouge out Cesaro's eye with a fish hook. <laughs> like, what the hell's happening to Kofi Kingston? He's somebody pissed him off. He's like, he's one more cheap shot away from being ready to start for the 1990 Detroit Pistons. Oh, remember Bill and Beer Combat Basketball? Hell yeah, I remember Bill and Beer Combat Basketball. Who are you talking to, son? You remember Double Dribble? Hell yeah, I remember Double Dribble. Always played Double Dribble. Double Dribble. Like that, whatever has the beginning at the... Double, double. Yeah, the really bad bit. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Then it played the national anthem. Yeah. Um, so we also had the next, I guess the next challenger for, uh, to take, try and take down, uh, baby, ga- baby fetish. Um, baby fetish. Yeah. Jack, one Jack Swagger, the real American American. Hey, you know what? I will say this, um, uh, for as much as they've done nothing to make anybody care about Jack Swagger or Rusev really in the last ever, uh... <laughs> Last ever. When Jack Swagger stepped up to Rusev, uh, the crowd was into it. And it, it was it. a cool moment because Jack Swagger's a big, tough dude, a real American. Big hoss. I would hesitate to go so far as to call it a face turn, but it was definitely a face pop that he got. I'm yeah, yeah. to see where else well, they go with yeah, it. Yeah, especially when you come out and you're, you're, now you're doing the, you know, USA, you know, don't, you know, don't mess with the USA kind of thing. It kind of reminded me when Undertaker came out and like opened his coat and he had the USA, the stars and bars underneath because he was joining. Oh yeah, it was like it was like the colonial one with like the circle. Yeah, he was joining the American team for Survivor Series. Yeah, Uh, it's just like all of a sudden Jacks, which is good though because I've been looking for a reason to like Jack Swagger, (laughs) and getting his nose kicked in and then finishing the match is not enough. But maybe now, maybe he can do something. Fighting for America. Yeah, maybe, but uh, he just looked intense, and I think intense Jack Swagger is always better. Yeah, uh, as long as he doesn't I mean, talk. The good, yeah, that's a good thing is having Colts around is he has a mouthpiece. Yeah, and which was just what he needed when he had the when he was a world champion. Right, he needed that mouthpiece to be around to like talk for him because when he did, he just kind of went, <laughs> you got a lisp and you're funny. You know, it is a little weird though. I know that there's rumor that in the uh, the locker room, Vince or not the locker room, but in the creative meetings, Vince is done away with the ideas of heels and faces, and is just putting people against each other. You know, with a personal grudge and making letting the fans decide who they like, that's fine to an extent. But I still think that when you got two guys that you've pushed as heels mainly for the last several months, suddenly having them face each other is a little awkward. Because I don't think the fans, like the fans, may be looking for a reason to cheer Jack Swagger, but they're not necessarily excited about either one of these guys. <laughs> Maybe this feud will change that, though. No, yeah, I mean they're. Like when Swagger started throwing, like you know, giving the hip tosses on him, and the crowd went, crowd went nuts. Let's the loudest pop I've heard Swagger get. Yeah, unless he's in the South and says "We the People." <laughs> now it'd be nice if they actually listened to that and did something with him. They don't have to turn him into a big smiley jerk off baby face, but they could carry this momentum forward with him. Unlike with Cesaro, who hooks a uh, I forget whose legs to do the swing, and the crowd starts to like. <gasps> oh, it was Kofi. Yeah, Kofi. Like, the crowd wants to cheer him so badly. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, especially after Mania. And then all of a sudden, Paul Heyman comes out, and you're like, okay, yeah. it could be good. And then you're like, never mind. It's just kind of weird. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, uh, a couple other big returns on Monday Night Raw. Very huge returns, which was cool. One of them got spoiled for me. But the way they kept talking about a multi-platform media superstar, I started thinking to myself, if I didn't already know, Chris Jericho was back on the roster. I would presume by them saying that, that it was Chris Jericho coming back to the roster. And then we got The Miz coming back dressed like an absolute movie star, hopefully taking this whole, the idea of his Hollywood Miz character and taking it to the extreme. And then uh, Jericho, of course, comes back out, interrupts him, 
Jericho looks fantastic, by the way. Looks like every bit the rock star he is. Then he gets immediately jumped by the Wyatts. It was fantastic. Yeah, it's going to be a great feud. Um, yeah, and it's a great contrast in style. It's contrasting characters. Uh, I mean, so it'll be. I think that'll be an. Int- those matches that are going to be great. And I'm glad as hell to have the Miz back. First of all, I'm glad to have both of them back because Bray Wyatt and the Wyatt family have somehow, through the power of their character and through the conviction of their performances maintained the crowd's interest and not only interest but is growing that fan base despite the fact they have continued to lose and job and lose and job uh pr- primarily bray wyatt i mean at least the the brothers or the wyatt boys have gotten some wins over Damn the wyatt usos boys. in non-title matches and whatnot hey you know um y2j became white 2j yeah uh, anyway <laughs> with jericho back at least now we know that somebody's gonna put bray over <laughs> Yeah. Because that's all Jericho does, is put people over. And he's in that position to do that, like how Shawn Michaels was. It's like, he's not going to lose any face when he does. Right. Because he's already built up this career of, you know, his legendary career. So, it's going to be great if he does, you know, I'm sure like in the first matches, of course, you know, Jericho may go over, but in the end, I think Bray Wyatt will be the... And he needs to. He needs somebody like a Chris Jericho that's on that level to elevate him, because he should have gone... It would have been nice for him to win at WrestleMania, but I understand why they didn't have that happen, because, you know, the streak was ending and everything else. It He should have won... He won the cage match by nefarious means. He should have won the last man standing match. That should have been... He should have beat Cena. He could have done exactly the same thing and have Cena win the money in the bank, and then Bray still chasing him, saying, you know, I beat you, I beat you. Twice, two out of three times, like, I'm going to take your title. Continued the, that would have been an interesting way to continue the Cena-Wyatt angle. Now, Cena's got the benefit of being in the main angle with the authority, which is cool. And Bray having not you know been put over as like being able to overcome some sort of odds, because then they kept getting beat by Cena, two-on-one, <laughs> three-on-one. Hey, until a little kid comes out. Jericho's going to make him look like a million bucks, and those matches are just going to be fantastic. Yeah, I love that. I mean... I think we talked about this. I don't think we talked about this on the show, but we said how like all of a sudden the Rotundo family is just yeah. becoming a legacy. Yeah, no, I had this or idea. A dynasty. I Sorry. had this idea of these years passing by and uh, Mike Rotundo standing in the back while Ted DiBiase and and uh, uh, Fritz von Erich and Dusty Rhodes and all these guys walked by him. It was like, <laughs> my kid's a star. What have your kids done? You know, the only person who would walk by and kind of give him a sideward glance was Ric Flair. But now he's got Charlotte, so, you know, he's like, hey, ha-ha, you stink. Now, Mike Rotundo, fast forward 5, 10, 15 years later, however it is, is running around the locker room pointing his finger in everyone's face. Screw you, my kids rule this business. <laughs> and yes, he, and two, and then they're two different, way different characters. They're not like the same, like, oh, we're the brothers and this. They don't even acknowledge that they're brothers. But like, Bo Dallas is just gold right now. Dude. His facial expressions on the uh, post-game show with his interaction with Daniel Bryan were priceless. You mean the pre-game? Pre, pre, yeah, pre-game show, whatever. <laughs> the stupid gimmick they do to get you to buy the pay-per-view. Yeah. Yeah. It, Whoa, he, he came out greatest. and got rejected by Jericho, and he, he his facial expressions told the entire story, and then he used it the following night on Raw. It was great. <laughs> Butterfingers. That was yeah. last week. Mr. Butterfingers. <laughs> Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's like really he, good. The stuff he did in NXT was great. I mean, he couldn't do some of the stuff he did there. Like, not saying it's bad, but 
Like he couldn't do like where he, he brought the he brought the crowd milk and cookies and things like that. Sure. Like he couldn't. I mean, he can maybe do like a little bit, but he can't do it to that extent in, this, in that smaller crowd. Right. And right now he did a gimmick for a while. I think he, I don't know if they're still going to continue it or not. Or he got he lost to to Biggie when Biggie came back, and where he now he's trying to like sneak in as different. He's trying to sneak in as Mister NXT and got like got beat by um, Sami Zayn and got the mask pulled off and got you know thrown out by the security. So I'm wondering if they're going to keep that gimmick going with Bo Dallas and NXT for a bit. I don't know. It sounds like a type of gimmick that only has short legs, and probably that bit with Sami Zayn and then carrying him out was the ceremonial. Him being done with NXT. Anything's possible, though. Yeah. Well, well what's going to happen with Emma? Who knows? Five-fingered Emma. How about that? <laughs> Who would have thought it? Australia was a cri- uh, criminal colony, you know. That's true. That's Fart. true. So you never know. She's got an empty head and sticky fingers. Wow, the Winona Ryder of the Divas Division. <laughs> what was the thing you said earlier that her... her- her and Kane should form a tag team? Yeah, yeah, I was saying they should bring her back and form, uh, put her with Kane. They could be the Larsonist and the Arsonist. Ah. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, Emma has to go, went to court. I guess they already did the court and everything. They said you had to do some, some like, forgot some, <laughs> what the hell? This is great radio, friend. Sorry, just trying, you have, you have, you have American Dad on. Um, yeah, so, this will all get edited out. Yeah, but, okay, so she basically has to go, I guess, do some, like, Kind of like when you do when you get a driver's course, you got to do like some online thing, and then just that's that, and then your thing is expired. Yeah, it's online court basically. Online. It's like your online community service or something. Yeah, you have to go to like a. Not, I'm not saying this, speaking of this like I know from firsthand experience, <laughs> um, but it sounded like she has to do some kind of online training course thing that basically is Don't like steal. stealing's bad, okay? Yeah, and then she's good. Yeah, but then now she doesn't. Now what's gonna happen though? They're with the uh, now. Worry about that. Then you got to worry about from up above. I meaning Vince McMahon or whoever. Oh, I thought you meant God. Vin- I was like, she'll get her judgment one day. Well, yeah, that too. One day, but we'll go on a little bit underneath God. We'll go to Vince McMahon. I thought you said underneath. No, I mean <coughs> a couple of levels under God. Shawn Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> What's that Vince McMahon? I don't know what Shawn Michaels thinks about Emma. I'm presuming he doesn't care too much. I mean, he's off hunting and fishing. (laughs) No, he should care. He's a Christian, so. Well, yeah, but he cares. But look at everything going on right now with with gay marriage and uh, abortion and contraceptives. Do you really think that caring, quote unquote, is like one of the main Christians' main things? Well, it's supposed to be. It doesn't seem to be at the top of their list. No, nah, it's supposed I'm to saying. be, but anyway. Um, so there goes that discussion. So <laughs> all hate mail can be sent to uh, the Wrestling Buddies on... The Wrestling Buddies at <laughs> iTunes. You can look them up. Michael Masters and Bryce Hambarian. <laughs> hate mail once again to the Wrestling Buddies. Kidding, Hi, guys. We'll be doing our summer slams, the SummerSlam run-ins I think he's going to do. With, yeah, with uh, both Fran and I will be uh, doing SummerSlam run-ins. Mine is SummerSlam 89. 98. For, I think it's 98 for me with uh, Taker and Austin. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Mine mine falls in line with my run-in that he did for WrestleMania, uh, which was WrestleMania 5, the Mega Powers Exploding. This was one of the... Uh, this is Zeus and... Uh... No, this is Macho and uh, Andre against the Mega Powers with Elizabeth. Oh, no, no. SummerSlam 89. Oh, Mega Bucks versus Mega. Yeah. Versus the Mega Bucks and Mega Powers. Sorry. Right. Yeah, 90 was, sorry, was Zeus and all that stuff. Which we don't talk about very much. Do you want to talk about Zeus that much? No. 
No Holds Barred was on Showtime last week, right? No Holds Barred. We're going to have to do, a, like, you know how Petros and Money do a Friday film fight? We're going to have to uh, do something with No Holds Barred. No Holds Barred versus Suburban Commando? No Holds Barred versus Ready to Rumble? No, nah, I don't even want to touch Ready to Rumble. <laughs> no, That's Ready. like the E.T. video. It's like the Atari, Atari E.T. game of, like, mo- wrestling movies. Oh, nice. Except nobody had the good sense to bury this one in a landfill. No, they should have. Yeah, they really should have. Along with the idea of giving um, David Arquette the title. I don't care what DDP says. <laughs> yeah, right, DDP. Dude, that guy defends that thing like like no other, man. Well, he makes some good points, but yeah. Uh, no, he defends Carl Malone. He defended... No, he was defending the... Oh, no, he defended what the way... Yeah, the, um, the way, way he happened. handled the way he handled it, where he said, "Oh, he gave the money." It's like I can do a lot of things, but still not a good. I mean, the first part isn't still not a good idea. Yeah, I mean, it's cool to give the money to Pillman's family and Owen's family, but the fact that you had the world, the WCW Heavyweight Championship, no, 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 yeah, it's much worse than Vince winning the title. Yeah, because at least Vince is buff. Well, I was actually joking. I know. But- but I mean, just saying, he looks like he looked like a wrestler than David Arquette. He looked like a Photoshop of a wrestler. Like somebody took Vince's head off of his actual picture and put it on the bod- the body of a bodybuilder. <laughs> it, it was it was scary. Like when he would come out like that, though. Like Vince McMahon's head and Rick Drazen's body. Rick, wow, Rick Drazen, the huh? Equalizer. <laughs> I think only well, a couple people know that one. Sure. <laughs> I think we're the only couple people right now. What do we have left on Raw? Uh, Ziggler Fandango, which. Oh, oh! How about da- how uh, Damian Sandow? Oh, never mind. <laughs> um, Vince McMandow. Vince McMandow, yes, and the great another great re- another return. The great Kali. That's right. The great Kali made his big return last night. I know you're excited about that. Oh God, uh, uh, even more excited to sing AJ Rock skip out there. Like if like Undertaker I'm- would have gotten his streak beaten at WrestleMania by a great Kali instead of Brock Lesnar, that would have been so much better. Oh, yeah. I mean, and at the same time, and then have Rusev just, like, you know, take his diaper and rub it all over the Undertaker. Yeah, he'd just be like, you go now. <laughs> like that, you go now. Yeah. He just puts it over his face like he's probably the same way he got Lana to go out on a date with him, only it was a diaper filled with uh, chloroform. <laughs> he just puts it over the Undertaker's face, you go away now. Rusev time. <laughs> Rusev time. Yeah. Okay. It's like Vader time, only it's like Rusev. It's off by three hours. It's like East and West Coast. <laughs> only it's run by the state. Yeah, it's it's run by... Vladimir Putin. Putin, yeah. Vladimir Putin. Well, what kind of a world leader is named after French fries and gravy? What? <laughs> Vladimir Putin? Yeah. Oh, Putin. Oh, God. Again, uh, Russia, hate mail can be sent to the, <laughs> the wrestling buddies. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so, <laughs> so moving on. Goldust, once again, you said had the same exact match. Yeah, he did. Except with except with tights instead of a, a singlet. Right. But Stardust is still amazing. Stardust is still amazing and seems to get better every single week. Yes, and yeah, like I think you point out, I think you point out last week or year, like every gimmick that they've given Cody Rhodes, he's run with. Oh, he said, you know what, I will, make, I, will, I will make the best of it. Yeah. The mustache gimmick I still loved. Did you get the sense, you remember that scene in uh, Major League where the Indians start winning? And all of a sudden... Are we going to peel a section of Stardust? All of the teams are being, the team members are doing commercials for like American Express and... Oh, yeah. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. The World Major League Baseball team. Yeah. 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 Willie Macy slides into home with a tuxedo on with yeah. his American Express card. I never leave home without it. 
Yeah. Didn't you get that feeling when you were watching Adam Rose Hawk Alcoholic Lemonade? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. And, yeah, the honest thing is who mentioned Emma. I guess yeah. she was at the store. Yeah. Doing stuff. They should have They should have put those together. They could have been like, Adam Rose is like, with this alcoholic ass tea. I mean, on the, you know, the TVPG. Oh, Twisted Tea. The... Twisted Tea. It's party time all the time. And then he walks into Santino and he's like, where's Emma? And she's like, she's going to get us some of that twisted tea. Wink. Smash <laughs> cut to Emma wearing a big trench coat at Walmart. Just <laughs> stuffing six packs under her coat. Emma will take care of it. Don't worry about it. She's got this. <laughs> she always finds a way. It was so out of nowhere. Like, especially, I don't get it. Like, you're, okay, you're a TV PG product, but you're hawking a, um, a like an alcoholic beverage. Yeah, this is more... Yeah, to the point But of, maybe because it's after 9 o'clock or something, I guess? No, it's, like I was saying, it's more to the point of the somewhat identity crisis they have going on. Uh, Vince Russo actually wrote about this on his blog, wow. uh, Pyro and Ballyhoo, where he was talking about how... Pyro and Ballyhoo! You have a show that you're trying to market to kids. You have a guy come out with a lollipop in his mouth with a big giant stuffed bunny and a big you know giant lemon, and it's party time all the time. And then you have... It, you know other elements of the show that are not necessarily for kids, so they kind of don't know where they're shooting to right now, and it's part of why it's hit or miss. Yeah, they're they're probably maybe they're realizing the the kids' audience isn't the TVPG isn't paying off as much, or I don't know, or no, I don't know. I'm sure it's paying off. Um, it pays off for sponsors, I notice. Yeah, yeah, or recognition because they do. I mean, I mean, take they do they do a lot like outside of wrestling. You know, like I got we always got to point that out, like. With you know, with things for for kids, but um, but you know, John Cena's ruining the business because you know he grants wishes. He grants more wishes than anybody else, and he sells does the a most lot of charity stuff. And he always goes and does media appearances, and you know, kisses babies. And but John Cena's everything that's wrong about the business. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, just like how everything they do for the Special Olympics, everything that's bad. You know, Miz just came back <laughs> from a four month layoff from going and shooting a straight to DVD movie. But John Cena is in the middle of shooting the newest Judd Apatow movie. Hasn't missed a day of work. Just no. saying. The guy we knew when we was out here at UPW, like more when you know before all the all the you know all the fame and everything. The guy is the quintessential first to arrive, last to leave. Yeah, and he was never never above going. Oh, you guys need help with you know putting the show together. You need help with setting up chairs. You need help with putting up lights. Oh, I'll help. That's why he's where he is. He outworks everybody. Yeah. And he maintains a certain level. He knows what his position means. And that's why when the only thing that came out to barely scuff John Cena's reputation, his divorce, that got shut up quick and got handled immediately with a settlement. And the fact, also like when his, when his, when his brother had cancer and he was going to stay with his brother every day. He was going to, he was flying back to stay with his brother, still making his house show commitments. Still making Raw and SmackDown pay-per-views. Still putting a big, bright, smiling face on and waving his hand in front of it and holding up a little cocktail napkin that says, never give up. <laughs> I'm surprised people on Photoshopped or something like that with the way he holds it. Yeah. Telling yeah. you that the Vince McMahon had the, the picture of the shirt and everyone started putting their, their Fed's name on there or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, he's everything that's wrong about the business. Oh yeah, that whole thing of appealing to people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think, oh, well, we had, well, they had Cena and Reigns against Orton and Kane, which would set, which is kind of, they're kind of teased, would there be tension for the, uh, Battleground, because the Battleground pay-per-view of, so we have two matches set for Battleground for the next pay-per-view. We have, 
we have the championship match, which is going to be Cena, Reigns, um, Orton, and Kane, and the Demon Kane. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Cena reigns. <laughs> and he also rules, and he rucks fools, and he does yeah. the other thing. They're thugonomics. Yeah. But anyway, so... Word life. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, so, Fatal 4-Way, where, they, of course, they tease again, same thing. Oh, well, you know, Cena's not to be pinned, and there's is also... Cena blend. reigns related to Luther reigns? I'm done. I'm gonna go. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, no, no, no. Roman Reigns, not even related to Samoan and and uh, you know, I don't know what Luther Reigns was. Is he related to blaming on the Reigns? Is he? No. Is he related to Earth, Wind, and Fire? No. Well, I figured if he already had Reigns covered, then those were the only other elements. There's one more, isn't there? Heart and Planet tells me. Heart. Heart, yeah, okay. Like, Bret Hart? No, this one doesn't bitch and cry and whine about his misfortune. Well, then Kwame do that, though? Because he was the one with the... Was it Kwame? Or was it the one with the kid with the... Uh, Kwame? With, no, no, he was... No, I'm talking about Captain Planet now. Yeah, oh, I thought you were talking about the former Laker with the bricks for hands. Oh, Kwame Brown? Yeah. No, 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 I'm talking about the dude in, um, the dude in, in Captain Planet with the... I think he had Earth. Was it... What was the name of the little guy? Who cares? Yeah, he was he was like the he was like the jobber of the group anyway because he had he was the Aquaman I guess, but even the Aquaman it isn't that bad I guess. Now at some point, some of you sitting at home listening to this could possibly be thinking, "What the f- what in the bloody blue hell does Captain Planet have to do with pro wrestling?" I tuned in to listen to a wrestling podcast. I'll tell you, Captain Planet was created by Ted Turner, who also. Ran WCW. Ooh, bam. Oh, and, and, and Captain Planet segued into WCW main event. That's right. That's right. When when it, when it wasn't Braves baseball. Yep. At 5.05. Yep. So there you go. At 6.05 on Saturday night. We have a wide breadth of material and references to pull from. So you guys just strap in. You better get your Wikipedia ready to go. What the hell are they talking about? <laughs> yeah. Either that or find a better podcast to listen to. Yeah. Hate mail can be sent. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, also, we have a. We're going to have. Unfortunately, because Bad News Barrett had some bad news. Oh, my God. What a horrible run. Don't. For both him and for uh, Daniel, Daniel Bryan. Bryan. So, basically, you do not win a title in springtime. Here's the problem, WWE. though. This is like the third or fourth time that Barrett's gotten hurt. So, I'm worried that despite the fact that. He's got the crowd. He's got more momentum now than he has since the Nexus was around. That they're going to tag him with that same tag that they have Dolph Ziggler. Oh, he's injury prone. We can't trust him with a title run. Our same thing happened when um, Anderson was there as Kennedy. Yeah. Ken Kennedy was, he, that, was, that was another thing that was strapped on him. That's right. Oh, he's injury prone. Oh, he's injury prone. We can't, we can't depend on him. Yeah. I hope that doesn't happen to Daniel Bryan, though, too, because it's taking him longer to recover. Yeah, and there's already rumor floating around out there about that, that they could be looking at him that way. I read a, a thing online, of course, if you read it online, it's got to be true. Yeah. Um, I mean, just look at how fat and pregnant AJ was. Uh, <laughs> um, she kind of looked like uh, Tonga Kid. But <laughs> she, um, there was rumor floating around online. Tonka, I think most of the listeners are like, okay, give me Wikipedia. Who's Tonga Kid? <laughs> First thing you got to know about Tonga Kid, brother. Because he says brother a lot. Yeah. Um, which a lot of people do. If you're not 
if you're listening to this and you're not explicitly linked to the wrestling business, even in a tenuous way, if you become so, if you get involved in your local indie feds, you'll come to realize that brother is a term that's thrown about very loosely. Another term thrown about loosely around indie circles? Girlfriend. Thrown around very loosely. <laughs> Some of the girlfriends are thrown around very loosely. But that's a whole other matter for a whole other podcast. Yeah, we could talk about that one maybe next week. Yeah, maybe so. Or three weeks. Rowan has when we do our next one. I don't know. Oh, we'll do the next one next week. We, yeah, we'll, we'll get be. this stuff going on the regular. Um, it's like Massacre Twins. Yeah. Massacre Twins, by the way, uh, if you haven't already gone to it, MassacreTwins.com. That is the uh, Facebook uh, webcomic uh, created by Mr. Mooney over here from while he was in the control center. And um, yeah, I mean, I suddenly get bored in there, so I had to write do something. Right, and uh, co- co-written by myself, and art by our esteemed uh, engineer and producer here on Steel Cage Carnage, Rachel Putnam, also my girlfriend. Yeah, so don't fuck this up for me. Mess this oh. up, sorry. Oh, okay. Just kidding. It's another cut. <laughs> we gotta do a lot of cuts. No, no, only a couple this week. So I don't watch TNA. We all know that. But um, so we had yeah. So these, these I think they tape for what seven weeks now. They are going to be into October by the time they're done taping. Their so when Kurt Angle's gone in WWE, pretty much. But uh, they're doing some interesting things storyline wise. I keep up with it online. I read about it. Uh, one of the main things that I think is I think Dixie Carter gets a bad rap. I mean, she broke her back for this business. <laughs> well. I guess Bully Ray broke her back for this yeah. business. Made her humble. Yeah. Um, but, but, uh, you know, you got to give ball. Some people are going to say, well, Dixie had no business. It's her company. She's got It's literally her business if she wants to be out there and be involved as a character or not. Yeah. And as soon as she take, makes the decision to do that, you know, wrestling storylines work the way most storylines work in entertainment. You know, bad guy, bad situation, come up and peril. Hero, you know, thwarts the bad guy, saves the day, and the he the heel or the bad guy gets their comeuppance. So as soon as Dixie Carter puts herself in the line of fire, she knew she had to take a shot. Bully Ray, who's as safe as they come, for God's sake, he powerbombed a ninety year old woman off of a stage through a table, and that woman lived another fifty or sixty years. <laughs> and um, she and then she she gave us a bunch of false finishes. On, yeah, when it came to the death's door. Yeah. So Dixie Carter takes the power bomb through the table from Bully Ray and ends up. Turns out, guess what? Dixie Carter's not a wrestler. Tommy Dreamer was right after all. <laughs> and uh, apparently, she's pretty messed up. Couple of, of uh, rumored, a couple of broken bones in her back. Um, welcome to the wrestling business, Dixie. Uh, hope you get better soon. By all accounts, everyone that I've heard, friends that I've got that work for TNA, work for her. She sounds like a really great person. She sounds like a real sweetheart of a woman. So, you obviously don't want to see anyone get hurt, uh, but, um, yeah, I guess if she wanted to be a part of it, that's kind of comes along with it. I mean, Vince has gotten messed up putting himself in storylines and so broken and bones and, you know, broken vertebrae and stuff. And, he yeah, tore his quad at the Royal Rumble. That's right. Just running down to the ring. Yeah. So, uh, I guess Dixie kind of paid some dues during this, uh, TV taping. Yeah. Um... The only thing is, are these? Is it going to be a thing where it's that some feds do, where it's like, "Hey, we're bringing these people in just for these tapings in New York, just to pop the crowd, and then not get hear from these guys again after the tapings are done." It actually made sense the way I read it. Is uh, they brought? It's New York, so yeah. it's a heavy ECW pro crowd. Oh yeah, so you got to bring in Dreamer. They've introduced Tommy Dreamer into this storyline, and he's think- gotten kicked neat in the balls by 
Dixie, so she has to get her comeuppance anyway. Right, now. So, so to add just a little bit more heat, Dixie brought out Ezekiel Jackson and Gene Snitsky as real ECW guys. Oh, I see what they're trying to do. To give her a little bit more heat before Bubba powerbombed her through the table and busted her back all apart. Yeah, I think the fact we had to watch Gene Snitsky wrestle would be a lot of heat as itself. I actually always liked Gene Snitsky. Oh, I like when he punted the baby. I always liked Snitsky. I always liked... Uh, Zeke I like Jack- Zeke okay sometimes. I just think he couldn't really catch on with a character. No, they couldn't ca- They couldn't find anything for him for some reason. But uh, Well, he's just a big black dude that is strong and powerful looking. He need- when, pe- when people crap on creative for not being able to find something for you, yes, that's essentially creative's... Job. Only job is to think of things. But... If you got a guy who's got a great look, but he's milk toast, doesn't have much of an, a personality that can be amped up and turned to eleven. Like, does he have like a really heavy accent too? Because he's from Ghana, West, he's from like West Africa. I don't know about that. I think one time he did a pro, and people were like, "What did he say?" Yeah, I don't know. But if you can't, that's the thing. You can look like a million bucks in this business. You can move around the ring like greased lightning. If you don't have a look and you don't have a personality that's marketable, it's all about personality. Hence, John Cena winning the World Heavyweight Championship. At Money in the Bank, because he's got the biggest personality on the roster. Yeah, Reigns is still finding his way. I, I, I like Reigns a lot. A lot of them are still finding their way. The youth movement is on right now. They're trying to fill gaps with these young guys, and they have charisma. A- uh, Adam Rose has charisma. Bo Dallas has charisma. But none of these guys jump off the screen like John Cena. Bray Wyatt comes close, and you can see what is happening with him already, but... You need that personality. You need to be able to take an already gregarious, outgoing personality and crank it up to over-the-top, almost cartoon-like levels. If Ezekiel Jackson didn't have that in him, then that's not WWE's fault. They thought maybe you know they could work with something and put him in a situation, and it just didn't happen. Yeah. Chavo Guerrero, like, he, Guerrero family. By the way, speaking of Guerrero, another great send-off. For Vicky Guerrero last week with uh, being able to get her come up and s- with um, Stephanie. Stephanie McMahon in the big mud puddle. Classy move by WWE to put together a countdown show, specifically her best moments. Vicky Guerrero has been the most overheel, getting the most genuine heat of anybody on that roster for a decade. And so I think it was very cool of them to send her out the way they did. But now, infighting amongst her and the rest of the Guerrero family, Chavo Guerrero, who I've got a ton of respect for as a performer has just come off as a real bitter McBitterman since leaving the WWE. It wasn't on his own accord, too. I, I don't remember, but nothing but bad things to say about John Cena, nothing but bad things to say about, you know, even Shawl, his uh, niece, uh, not getting trained by a good Edo, and listening to some interviews and stuff with him, and it's a s- sad situation. Now Hector's come out speaking against Vicky's, uh, note that she wrote to the WWE Universe why they didn't include her because it's not always about you guys. That's why because nobody outside of the Guerreros give two craps about the Guerreros other than Eddie Guerrero. That's yeah. why you are not as important to everything and everyone as you think you are just because of your last name, especially Chavo. So stop giving Vicky crap just because she managed to parlay and you know a, a, a gift on camera appearance into one of the most longest-lasting characters and most effective heels that the company's ever yeah, seen. It's like just Don't blame her because she's better than you at your job. Yeah, just because, you know, yeah, you're big in Mexico, your legend's out there. Cool, be, be great out there. When we came here, you couldn't translate. Eddie could translate. Vicky knew how to translate because out here, 
there's a different you know a different style or anything like what you want to say to how you how you get yourself over but well it's more than that though it's like what i was just talking about with ezekiel jackson chavo guerrero likes to think that because his last name's guerrero he's up in the same you know canon as eddie or as gory gory was a legend in mexico eddie became a legend here because his personality was off the charts his facial expressions the way he moved around the ring the way he engaged the crowd chavo didn't do that chavo can wrestle or well he can move around the ring and he can do wrestling professional wrestling moves but he didn't have that personality He's not on the same level as Eddie, or even as Gory, or Mondo, or Hector. Well, Hector, maybe, but not Mondo. <laughs> Hector now? Yeah. <laughs> so, I think that, as a whole, they probably have a lot more respect as a, as a family entity along the line of the Von Erics or the Hearts or whatnot, if they just shut up and stop bitching. <laughs> because co- coming out and complaining about what Vicky had to say because she didn't mention you, it was her moment. It was her goodbye. It's not about She was you. the one in WWE. You weren't. Well, did they did they complain when they did uh, the memorial show for Eddie because they didn't mention all of the Guerreros? Like, <laughs> how dare you not mention Hector and Mondo and, and Tiki and Sufa. And Tito and, and Jermaine. And, and Tito and Jermaine and Sneezy and Dopey and Grumpy and Doc. Like, <sighs> Did you say it? Never mind. Yeah. No, it was Vicky Guerrero who came there. Yes, she may have gotten a job accidentally. She may not have got ever been on car- on camera had Eddie not died prematurely. But when she was given the ball, she friggin' ran with it and she was tremendous. So thank you, Vicky Guerrero, for all of your years of fantastic entertainment. And all the rest of the Guerreros who don't like it, nobody cares. <laughs> go go to Teen Ambit. <laughs> Nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody cared when they tried to bring Chavo in as the big star in TNA because everyone knew better. So yeah, you know, you noticed that they tried to say the legendary wrestling family, da, 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 and they're like, oh, it's Chavo. Yeah, that would work if they did that in Mexico, kind of like they waited till Dallas to bring out the Von Erichs because they knew that was the only place anyone was going to give a crap about two Von Erichs nobody's ever heard of or seen before. Yeah, because you have the name Von Erich in Dallas. Unless you're like me and you happen to be a mark for older style wrestling. And you're curious just because of like the legacy factor. Nobody gives a crap about Ross and Marshall, two plain looking dudes, one who wrestles barefoot. Really? And is yeah. And is the son of somebody most wrestling fans today have never heard of before. Yeah. All they know of the Von Erics is isn't that the family that all killed themselves? Yeah. Or they know like, maybe they kinda of heard about the Texas tornado from years ago. Yeah. So they waited till they went to Dallas, they had a nice moment. We talked about it the first episode. And it was great. Now, if TNA would have done that with Chavo while they were in Mexico or in El Paso, could have been just as great. But nobody's buying Chavo as a legend. Great wrestler? Maybe. But legend? No. It's like they say, the word legend is thrown around a lot. Thrown around an awful lot. Yeah, especially Just because you're around a long time, just because you've been in the business 40 years, doesn't mean you're a legend. It means you've been around for 40 been years. around for 40 years yeah yeah you have to actually do stuff where people recognize you for it around the around the around the world not just your little podium you're not like just your area oh and here's another thing it's big fish small pond here's another theory. thing if 15 years ago you wrestled five matches over a three-year span and you trained huh. here and there and you went to the shows with your gear bag and you hung out you met the people and you hung out afterwards and went to denny's and smoked pot and in the parking lot and then you were gone for eight years or or 10 years or whatever it is and then you just came back two years ago 
You have not been in the business 15 years. <laughs> You've been in the business three, maybe. <laughs> Friggin' ridiculous how some people are like, ah, oh, ah, ah. The, the clock like doesn't just start running the first moment you come into the wrestling business. You come in and you stay, or you come and you go, and maybe you say, oh, I've been, you know, I've done this and that off and on. But you don't train for a little bit, have three or four matches, go home and hang your gear up in the closet for a decade, not have anything to do with it, not talk to anybody in it, then miraculously come back and say, I'm a 15-year vet. Go suck one. Nobody nobody cares about you. Yeah, Chavo, shut up. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm talking about Chavo. I know. We were talking about Chavo. Yeah, but that was I, I just want Chavo to shut up. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> All hate mail uh, from Chavo Guerrero can be addressed to Fran Mooney at the Wrestling Buddies (laughs) from iTunes. (laughs) Yeah. So interesting uh, summer coming up, the summer of New York for TNA. Uh, Be interesting. I might actually tune in and check it out because it sounds like they're trying to turn a corner. Um, Bobby uh, Lashley, their new TNA champion, we can no longer say, our champ has a beard too, mainly because our champ doesn't have a beard. Our champ is here. Yeah. But Bobby Lashley is their new champ, and he's doing, uh, from what I've seen, it looks really good. Um, well, if it's turning turn in a corner, I'm all for it because we need they need to separate themselves from what WWE does. They need to be that alternative. That's what they need to do, and in order to build up a different audience, they need sure. they can't just go after. They, they can find a way to split the audience and say, okay, I'll watch this and this, you know, because you know Raw's on Monday and I can go watch on Thursday. Um, but so, but right now Thursday. Like, Thursday for me, like I'm like whatever TNA, whatever NXT, uh, it's on. You know, yeah. You tell us about NXT before we wrap up the show because I think we're already about at an hour. Yeah, are we about that? Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I know you wanted to to give some NXT love. My NXT love has got to be for the, the the newest tag team, the VOD Villains. Like I'm loving the gimmicks that they're doing. These, it's um, why am I forgetting his name now? I love the VOD Villains so much. It was um, Frank Gotch and Aiden English. And Frank Gotcha's, uh, what was it you said? It was Ryan... Ryan Drago Ryan... from out here at Pro Wrestling Iron up north. Product of Mike Modest and Donovan Morgan. Uh, yeah. Guy who wrestled for us on a couple of UPW light shows in El Segundo. Yeah, and he's uh, doing the kind of a Circus Strongman gimmick. They're doing a performance. They come out with like that old jumpy kind of... Uh, went the way they come out with the way the camera work is. It's 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 great. And they work the gimmicks into the um, into their move, into the move sets and everything. It's so well done. The and only problem is they're and the thing is like they're in character and they know they're not just going oh, okay I'm just that's me when I walk in but when I walk out you know I'm in the ring it's different they have like the the personality doesn't drop it stays. The only problem is how mad do you think Colt Cabana is that he's not in on that gimmick? As rest oh as Matt Classic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, just even regular. I mean, he half of his wrestling arsenal is that old timey kind of you know European style. Yeah. Oh, I guess, you know, he could talk about his podcast. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, I can't speak for, for Colt Cabana. Well, you could. Well, I could, but I don't think it'd be his opinion. No, probably not. No, probably not. Because... I don't know him very well. Primarily because you're not Colt Cabana. No. No. Boom, boom. Colt Cabana. Yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting for the Ascension to make the roster. Yes, I, the Ascension is great. It's a throwback to those to the road war to those kind of road warrior type gimmicks. I love like the demolition. One of my favorite yeah demolition of all time. I, I like that kind of smash. Uh, uh, we sorry, go ahead. No, oh, that smash style of wrestling, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing them come up and have some just 
brawls with the Usos. Yeah, we've said it before. If you don't have the network, you're missing out. Especially on something like this on NXT, where you're missing, like, the future is now. Yes. On that show, you can see a lot of people who you're going to be, who you'll be cheering for later on Raw. These guys, like, they've, you can tell they've, like, not handpicked, but they're, like, work with them and said, you need to do this. This is a gimmick. You know, maybe the gimmick won't work on, maybe they change it up a bit when you go up to the roster, but you can see that these guys, they've been working with them. It's what, the benefits of the training center. Yeah. And it's, like I said, even with that network, you're missing out on NXT, you're missing out on all the pay-per-views, what they got coming up, more stuff. They got Saturday Night's Main Event coming up that they're going to add. They've already got the Clash of Champions on there, as you pointed out. Yeah. Clash of Champions, um, you know, Legends House is up there. Sure. (laughs) But, you know, the Countdown Show, everything on there is great. It's great for memories to me, and so... Yeah, if you guys get the network, and you should, it's only $9.99 a month, six-month commitment, but you get the pay-per-views, everything is included... Make sure to watch Legends House. The last episode, there's a huge reveal, and I don't want to spoil it for you. Patterson's gay. What? I know, <laughs> I did. I just spoiled it for him. Oh, yeah. He wants to live his life, man. He just wants true. to live. <laughs> so we have a whole ton of social media now. You can find us at Facebook. Do uh, you remember the address, friend? Uh, Facebook.com is slash Steel Cage Carnage. Steel Cage Carnage, I believe so. Um, You will notice that we have the little digital logo for our Steel Cage Carnage, and that is listed as Steel Cage Carnage, powered by FanboyNation.com. We also have uh, Twitter and an Instagram. Uh, The Twitter, I believe, ended up being... um, Because Steel Cage Carnage wouldn't fit. So... We had to quit. Yeah, we had to quit. Because it wouldn't fit. Oh, uh, here we go. S, uh, Fanboy Nation SCC. Fanboy Nation SCC. Fanboy Nation is this website. SCC is this podcast. So Fanboy Nation SCC at Fanboy Nation SCC for Twitter. Instagram is just Steel Cage Carnage. And um, we should be up on iTunes pretty soon. And uh, make sure to go check out the Razor Ramones, who you'll hear again here in just a couple seconds as we get ready to wrap this baby up. Episode Dos. Not to be confused with Rachel, the other Rachel, Brian's girlfriend. But We never mentioned Brian before. Dos, as in two, this episode's number. Next week will be three. Trace? Yes. Uh, it will also be lined and inked properly. Uh, not just traced, because we don't have any Brodies around here. Okay, we're going to end on that, I think. Um, I just confused a lot of people out there because I referenced one movie and then referenced the character as the character from another movie written and directed by the same guy. You guys figure it out. It's not hard. It's not like a big mystery. But if you guys you mean do... Like the mystery of pa- Patterson's secret? He's gay. Make sure to hit us up on all that social media or send us an email, steelcagecarnage at gmail.com. And by where can hate mail be sent? Uh, the Wrestling Buddies. Um, you can find them on iTunes. I'm sure you can, even though not many people have. Oh, I'm just kidding. It's a great show. Mike my, uh, Masters and Bryce Finch. Um, yeah, go ahead. Check them out. They are, they are our friends. Go check them out. We will be doing uh, some stuff with them for the SummerSlam run-ins to talk about you know the past SummerSlams. And stay tuned for more uh segments and bits so we're gonna put some comedy in this here little podcast if we have time we've already gone uh, yeah an hour 
Um, but uh, we're going to have uh, some special segments coming up. So tune in next time, probably Wednesday or Thursday-ish. We don't have a set schedule yet when this podcast goes up. But now that we have an engineer, the lovely Rachel Putnam, these will get up sooner. And, um, yeah, we hope you come back. Yes, thank you, and good night. Here's the Razor Ramones with I Am Not a Nugget. Good night.